This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing up in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission in the places that God has put us. So welcome to the first episode of the Saturate Podcast. My name's Brad Watson, and my friend Jared Pickney is here with me. I am a pastor of a Soma Church, and I'm a quipper, and I'm also part of the Saturate team, helping direct our resources and content development. Jared, my good buddy from Arkansas, is a, a pastor of a Soma Church as well, and we become very good friends participating in the family of churches that is Soma as we've discussed what it means to lead churches and missional communities. And, and so we just wanted to, to begin making these conversations more available to, to people because we feel like they're going to be helpful. And so today we're going to be talking about missional community realities. Do they even work? How do we lead, shepherd, guide people through even some of the dysfunctions of that? So thank you for joining us and hope you'll enjoy. First question to launch this podcast is why do we love missional communities? Do they even work? Uh, do you get that question a lot? You know, how do you answer that? Uh, even for people yeah, struggling to, to implement them and stuff. Yeah. So that's a question that we used to get a lot more than we do now. And I think that is in large part due to the fact that we have seen growth as a church, not just, um, numerical growth, but we have, you know, this past Sunday, we baptized, baptized like a 35th adult. And these are adults who we baptize and they're, they're sticking around like they're involved in community and they're joining us on mission. And so it's been really incredible, I think, to see how over the last four years, there's people who have come into the church and uh, despite maybe the hesitancy, hesitancy to start a church with missional communities or kind of, um, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a caution that this would not work in, you know, Little Paragold, Arkansas, in the South, where people have always done it the same way. Any of that, we've kind of seen really fall to the wayside somewhat because we've seen these people who have come into the church, they have begin to belong in these missional communities, and then as a result, begin to believe the gospel and then be baptized. And um, just to give you an example, Brad, of, of this, I mean, we... We have a guy just last year named Zach Wilson who was in prison uh, the year earlier, um, actually became a Christian after getting involved in one of our missional communities. And uh, he currently is leading his own missional community now and just recently baptized three other guys um, who've come to know Christ through a missional community. Wow, that's awesome. So when that happens, that question of, does this really work? You know, is this really worth doing? Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems to be asked less and less. So, but we, but we certainly got that question a lot early on. Yeah, that's that's so awesome to be able to point to that. And and yeah, we have similar uh, similar stories that we can point to whenever people on the outside are asking if they work and and um, and why do we even do this? Uh, and it does seem, yeah, there's there's less. Uh, questions from that perspective. It seems like there's also people kind of wondering 
looking at all the work that it takes to invest in leaders and do it a, a normal you know, church gathering. That's what people view us on the outside of, wow, you put all this work into both things. Mm. Uh, why would you do that? Mm. Um, and then also, you know, in Portland, that's a, there's a, you know, people are starting from a perspective of God is not necessarily a good thing. The church is definitely a bad thing. Mm. So that's most people's phase one, you know, and so it's a long journey or a long obedience in the same direction to use Eugene Peterson's Mm -hmm. uh, quoting of Nietzsche. Uh, But anyway, that's that's what it takes here. And so along the way, we find um, missional community leaders will come to a place of exhaustion of I don't even remember why I love this. Hmm. We're like reaching out to these people, trying to love these people. And it feels like that where they're at now after three years is I like you guys. I like what you say. It sounds nice. And that's the end. And so people are like, wow, that was a lot of work just to get to here. Does that make sense? Yes. And and then people turn around and say, well, I don't even know if it works. Yes. And a lot of times I think they're looking at this picture of ideal community where um, everyone gets along, everyone's best friends, uh, people are living in some pseudo uh, commune, <laughs> you know, and they're like, but we're not doing that. And so what's the point? And then they also look at, man, no, no one in my community is really growing either. So those are like two things I hear leaders in our own church say all the time, uh, pretty regularly. It's almost on clockwork every winter, which has a lot to do with our weather. Hmm. People start to think, what's the point hmm. of life? And that's like a citywide thing. Uh, it's the summer is amazing. People are so happy and optimistic. And then as soon as the like clouds roll in, the days get short, people are like, there's no point to any of this. <laughs> And that's the same in our churches. And honestly, it's the personality of our elder team, too. So it's it's catastrophic. But in those moments, what I fall back to is, oh, man, they definitely do work um, and they work different than people think, you know. Absolutely. And for me, usually when I'm talking to leaders, the things that they are most frustrated with are actually the points of like growth that's happening in people's lives. So um, the things that they that most people are getting frustrated with is actually a sign of of growth. Absolutely. Uh, for example, um, one of the reasons I love missional communities and I also hate missional communities is it's like not about me. Hmm. Uh, hmm. It's not my schedule. It's not my hmm. ideal calendar. It's not surrounded even about my own issues and struggles and problems. And that's what I love about it. And it's also what I hate about it because I I love that it's actually about Jesus and not in the, any individual person. It's about us growing up and seeing the gospel more clearly. And I love that. And it's so fulfilling and nurturing. But then at the same time, um, it leaves you frustrated because you're like, well, people didn't even ask me questions about myself yes. or they didn't, you know, <laughs> take care of my needs. You know, no one even asked uh, about what's happening with the flooding in my attic. Yeah, it's so true. And it's like, oh, this isn't about me. And um, yeah, have you I mean, have you experienced that, too, with like leaders kind of in the grind, kind of getting to that point of, oh, I don't know if um, if any of this is worth it. Yeah, my first thought is I was going to tell you no, just to try to throw you off but <laughs> absolutely man absolutely i mean 
we're so we're such a, uh, a a speed culture, right? I mean, we want everything. We want basically what our parents have, like right now, right? And so, and so you have like I just had this conversation with a guy. I'm um, just this past week, a family that's been visiting our our uh, Sunday morning gathering. And they want to get involved in missional communities, and they actually have they are believers, and they've been connected to another church. But they're like, man, we just want to be a part of a church that's missional and reaching folks. So they get involved in this missional community in our church, and and then I have another meeting with them, and, and they're just like discouraged. Like we hear all this great stuff about missional communities, <laughs> and blah, blah blah. Then we get there, and it's like I don't even know. I don't even realize if any. I don't even know if anybody else there really gets the gospel. Like we get the gospel because the discussions were kind of <laughs> shallow, and blah 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 blah. blah and it's messy. And I was like, look, here's here's the reality: is first off, you're in a church where you're with a lot of new Christians, and so this idea of I want to reach new Christians. Well, guess what? With new Christians, right, baby Christians, comes immaturity. You know, and mm-hmm. even with us, right, as people who've been Christians for a long time, like none of us arrive. And then as we dive mm-hmm. into these MCs, like not only is it revealing their mess, like if you'll pay attention, it's revealing our mess, right? right? Like more so than being in a Sunday school classroom or just attending a church service where you amen the pastor or listening to K Love or a podcast. Like you are so confronted. I am as a pastor. I just had this conversation mm-hmm. with our pastors of the day. I'm so confronted with my sinfulness whenever. Yeah. There are people in my own missional community who, to be quite honest, that I'm like, man, I probably, um, there's just other people that if I'm wanting to look to be energized or be personally just fed and poured into, I'm going to hang out with. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm confronted with my own sinfulness whenever I just have to sometimes sit back and look and say, man, like, is, is Jesus really enough for me mm-hmm. to where I truly believe like what matters most in this relationship is not me having my felt needs met, but mm-hmm. it's them um, meeting Jesus and, and being conformed right. to the image of Jesus. And I think as, as we do embrace that, we become more like Christ. And that's just not, it's not easy. It takes a lot of dying of the flesh and it's hard, you know? And so, and I think in our culture, we are so quick. If it, we think if it feels hard, then it must be bad. And then we just mm-hmm. hit the eject button. But the reality is a lot of times it's hard because we're dying to something we need to die to. Totally. Yeah, I think that's so common. And I think beneath all of that is this idea that there's some sort of graduation project happening where we're getting our credits, we're accumulating our credits with God Hmm. of, well, now I've learned about missional communities. Now I know the gospel more. Now I'm Hmm. really good at asking questions. And then you look at the people in your mind that are behind you and like, well, they can't offer me anything. Hmm. Like they don't have any credentials. That's good. And I think that's what I love about missional communities because the root belief of it is every single person in this room, in this community has the potential to show us Christ. Yeah. Each person has within them the the DNA, the power of the spirit to uh, clarify the truth of the gospel, to confront us with sin, to uh, push back, you know, all sorts of clouds of darkness, has the power to even pray and see people healed. And I, and I love that about missional community. I think it's also, it's hard for people's minds to sort of wrap around it. Um, mostly thinking, and I hear leaders in the same breath, like, is this even worth it? They will say, these people don't even get it. You know, you know, every now and then we'll launch new missional communities. You know, it's pretty regularly. And when the, the leaders that are doing that anticipate all the people that are going to go with them will be some sort of green beret navy seal you know yes. christians that can join them yep. 
And then they get frustrated months later when they realize um, and they view things of like, wow, they're like messy. They're sinful. They do get, they will say stuff sometimes where it's like, wow, they're like, understand the fullness of the gospel, the, the weight of the mission. And then the next breath, they will say something like, but I love football just as much. And you're like, wow, where did this come from? These people are so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, and I love that part of it. Yep. Uh, kind of sinister of yeah. like, I love leaders that get sent out thinking if only I get the right Christians involved, we could really do something big. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then realize, Oh, the really big thing that's happening is we're all growing up in Christ. Yes. I, I don't get to just say, Oh, well my main person that's speaking the gospel to me is some pastor somewhere. Instead it's, Oh, it's, it's Bob. Bob is the person that's speaking the gospel to me. Can I, yeah. can I believe in the power of the spirit for, for, for this guy to actually care about me? Mm. And, and it's, I don't know. I just, I feel like it places people in this context where they have to trust the body of believers they have to accept people not for like what they can do for them, but just like who they are and trust that God's doing something in their lives. And uh, I, I love that part of it. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. I just had a, uh, a lunch with a guy last week, uh, Nathan, um, and Tim and his wife uh, actually uh, joined um, our church, I guess, a little over a year ago and got involved in the missional community. They like they were Christians, been involved in the church their whole life. Um, his dad actually was a pastor and then they you know, watch like a Jeff Anderson video or something, you know, how it does sometimes. <laughs> and they're like, man, yes. And so they come in, like we're all in the missional community. They've been here a year. And he just told me like, honestly, we feel like we, we, we have, we haven't grown as much as we thought we, we would uh, as being involved in the missional hmm. community. And, and he made a comment in our, in our lunch where he said, man, we just really thought missional communities were the way. And I looked hmm. at him and I said, man, they're not like Jesus is the way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and so like, missional communities are a means to that mm-hmm. end of experiencing more of Christ and becoming more like the man that He's created you to be. And I think that's part of the reason why we say, "Well, missional communities don't work," because in some ways we've made it a new form of legalism. You know, to where mm-hmm. we've said, um, "If I just go through here and I mark this, I show up and I do the MC discussion, I go on on mission with my MC." And uh, I eat a meal with them. If I do these three things regularly, like my life should just absolutely like go to a whole right. new level. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just not true. You know, it's just not right. true. And so I think it provides a wonderful context. I mean, honestly, that's why we do it, Brad. Is like, I just want to know Jesus more and I want to make him known to people in our city because he's changed my life. And so for me, missional communities just provide the best context for that to take place. That's true. You know, people assume activities will necessarily produce an outcome and they think, oh, I poured all this stuff into my schedule. Of course, I'm going to get more of God in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think what's sad is through all that, uh, people aren't learning that God is in the midst of those activities. So you are you are encountering God. Yeah, Um, it's not this this pathway activities are and stuff like that are not this pathway as much as it is um an invitation to receive god's grace understand who he is uh in each moment and so i think that's that's what's fun because they kind of teach you that but they teach you the hard way the easy way you don't learn it either you know it's like the, the the flip side of it is you could be in a church where 
There's really great teaching on Sundays. There's a bunch of classes you could sign up for. Once a quarter, there's something outreachy that you can do. And um, there's some support groups if you want to sign up for them if you're really messed up. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a big generalization, but that's a lot of church structures, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think that what's hard about that is if you're in that Bible study program or whatnot, and there's someone that rubs you the wrong way, you get to bail, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You could say, oh, I, I just don't want to, you know, you can use spiritual language like God's just leading me to get out of this Bible study because instead I should be studying the gospel of Luke, yes. you know, or whatever. Yes. Um, and you can do the, like the once a quarter outreach of handing bottles to, of water to people who need it, which is huge and good in its own right. But as people do that and they interact with people that are weird or strange or awkward or aren't doing it right um, or really challenging them too, you're like, okay, I only have to do this like once a quarter. Maybe next time I won't sign up yeah. and I'll avoid this person. And so the, those structures are, are really easy for us to get involved in. Like all you have to do is sign up and show up. But it kind of removes the like relational tension that I think is required for the church to be the church. Yeah. Which is, yeah, one way that they definitely work. I think the the other thing that is uh, frustrating but also good is the process um, of missional community. So I think sometimes people jump in, they're leading them, and they think, um, well, we should be this beautiful picture of the church today. You know, like, I want Acts 2 now. Yep. And if it doesn't look like it now, then it's a failure. And if every time there's an obstacle of, of people pushing back or people not showing up, then it doesn't work and we should throw the whole thing out. Uh, what, but that's not how missional communities are even set up to be. They're, they're a process, which I think is beautiful because it teaches a community of people over and over again to ask, what's God leading us to do now? Like, how is God calling us to grow today? Uh, how is God calling us to be faithful to him in our worship? How is God calling us to be faithful in loving those around us? And it causes a community uh, to not seek arrival as much as it is to seek the process of listening to the Holy Spirit, uh, listening to one another, kind of deciding and deciphering the path that God's leading them to. And it's just sort of a communal process that we hope every Christian is involved in, which is What's God calling me to? What does obedience look like? Yeah. Um, how do I enjoy God? And, and I love that part, but it's definitely this never arriving process. Absolutely, man. I couldn't couldn't agree more. Nothing I would add to that, but I would just amen it and say what you guys are experiencing there is what I think other people feel the tension of, and, and we certainly do as well here. Yeah, dude, love this conversation. You know, I think there's probably so much more we could add. Uh, just to put you on the spot, Jared, any resources or articles or, or videos or things that you found helpful uh, in kind of understanding the why of missional community and sort of encouragement for the whole endeavor? Well, you didn't tell me to say this, but obviously you guys could always go and check out any of the stuff that Brad has written on uh, this topic. <laughs> And so just go to Amazon, Google Brad Watson, buy all of his books. Um, Total Church was probably the first book I read Yeah, um, that kind of summed all this up. And it's still the one that I give to folks. And so on the spot, that's just actually probably where I'd say to start. 
Um, mm-hmm. What would you add to that other than your books and Total Church? Total Church is so great. My books are so awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, you know, Jeff's book, Jeff Vanderstelt's yes. book, Saturate, yep. super it's helpful good. as well. I love the way he, he, he really does a good job of showing how this is about seeing Jesus in your life more than it's about a model to Absolutely. to reach people or conquer things. So I love that book. Uh, then the, a book that's really not related to missional communities at all, but I, I hand leaders or people kind of struggling to, to kind of understand why we're doing this or why we lead missional communities is a really short book called In the Name of Jesus by yeah. Henry Nouwen. It's a great book. And it describes what a leader is. I read it every year. Um, I try to get my leaders to read it every year. They definitely don't um, because I love reading more than they do. Uh, but it's so good. It's so rich. Um, and I think it it's totally the stuff that would prepare you to even uh, count the wins that are the wins of, wow, this is a random group of people that just prayed together. That's a win. Uh, this is a random group of people that just served a vulnerable family. This is a win. And so I, I just love his posture. And, and that's a really great book that that people should pick up. I would amen that too, because you told me to read that book, uh, I guess it was earlier this year, and I have read it once, and actually I was reading again this morning. So it's funny you mentioned that. Oh, man. Fantastic book. That's beautiful. (laughs) Well, I think this has been a good inaugural podcast. Inaugural. Inaugural podcast for us, Jared. (laughs) Uh, And... Yeah, looking forward to doing more of these and and even welcoming more people in our uh, from our friendships, yes. from uh, people laboring alongside us uh, across the world doing missional communities and and hopefully this helps people learn. Yeah, absolutely, man. I've had fun and look forward to it as well, brother. Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort, and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopac. This podcast is produced by Saturate. Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by creating resources, providing training, doing coaching, and consulting with churches in many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.